apps are open, iPads on, and I'll tell you what, I don't want to shock you or surprise you or anything, but, uh, you know, I just want to get a little in there. I feel like I haven't seen you all week. That's right, I've been summering in the gold place. Uh, yeah, I haven't, I haven't seen you all week, you've been away, I've been away, I was in uh, Rhode Island for a lovely wedding. Oh, I forgot you were even going, uh, well, I knew you were going there, I just didn't know it was that weekend. Uh, I came and went. Uh, you got so I. I res- you see all the fantasy football chuds? Uh, I did. Um, I only saw two of them. The commissioner, who is a genuinely nice guy, anyone- like I like the commissioner. He he could hang out with us. He's were, a cool guy. Were any of them open carrying? Um, <laughs> no, no, no. The the, the one guy uh, seems to be like five foot seven, and he was very insistent that I stand next to him during any pictures. Which seemed, you know, for me, as a five foot four man, I've just, it is what it is. I don't give a shit who I stand next to anymore. I'm not really thinking about it, because it's, it's been a long time. Uh, it's still clearly on the forefront of his mind. Yeah, uh, no, it's, I mean, it bothers, uh, it bothers me, not your height, of course. <laughs> as a five nine person, like, if you've ever, uh, you stand next to, like, a very, uh, attractive like 6'3 man and you're just like ah, I just gotta die yeah for me just anybody standing next to anybody just like yeah well alright before we get into the the actual show though when we were talking about it a bit off mic uh, I had my first ever tweet that actually got any sort of traction at all at all Brendan's proud of his tweet and I'm not actually you get to be one of those people who go seriously Twitter this this is what you like yeah that's I did get to do that and that was pretty fun I felt like I had to say something though uh, now it still only did a very meager 62 likes which comparatively speaking on Twitter is absolutely nothing uh no it is nothing um but it was about the wheel of time and it said someday I'll meet someone who's also read the great but often interminable wheel of time and I'll marry them man or woman and I shouldn't have added in that last part but I really didn't expect anybody to give a shit. Well, here's the th- I you should uh I think you should take up the offer. <laughs> Get your ass to Brooklyn. A lot of people are moving here and a lot of people seem to enjoy it. A lot of people we could do without, but I did call one one responder out. Just specifically said to them, "Jesus Christ, man." Or Jesus, man. Um who seemed to reply to me in character. As a character that doesn't exist in the books, I don't think it matters either way whether they exist or not, but just fully in character. And, like a fan fiction character? Uh, yeah, it said, I'm sure that I can find a worthy maiden for you in our hold, or my sister wife can, or my sister wife can, since I'm in the wetlands with our hood, blah, 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 blah. It's just like, Jesus fucking Christ, man. What are you doing? Can I ask you something? Yeah. What's, I don't know what this book is. Yeah. Is that what you're asking me? What, yeah, I, what's the book? I'm asking what's the book. It, it's uh, just what's it called or what it's about. What it's uh, any anything. It's the Wheel of Time. That I know that it is about. It's about like this this farmer. It's like the classic fantasy story, like farmer kid basically destined to save the world because that's always the stakes in these books, saving the world. Yep. Um, and it's just basically like plops you in the middle of this world where they have access to like this this super powerful uh, power. But the only people who can access it without going crazy are the women. So they have their own, like, thousand, thousands or so year old, like, stronghold of power and knowledge with the women. And every time they find a guy who can do it, uh, they fucking murder him. Uh, because he eventually goes crazy. Not immediately, but eventually goes quite crazy. And yeah. uh, the guys are way stronger than the women. Um, 
and it's just kind of 14 books of the politics and the fighting and it's cool the first six books especially are truly great and then the last three are very good so that's nine so then there's five more in there three of them uh a slog as the entire fan base uh it's kind of like what george R. R. martin hit after he did book five where he's like i got so much going on how am i going to tie this all together in a way where i can aim at the end for two books and the new writer after the guy died he had to add two more books so it was like i really had to aim at the next five books um, so it turned into three books that were basically happening around the events of the eighth book. It was like eight, nine, ten, eleven were all happening within reason of this big event that happens at the end of eight, and it all just sucked. It was all just like taking way too long. It was like four thousand pages for what would have been a cool thousand, a shit four thousand, a cool thousand. But now you're in on the wheel of time. You would not like it. It sounds good to me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I meant you would like it. A lot. It sounds like it's good and it's cool. It. <laughs> I have to say, uh, there's, I, I, I do kind of, uh, I there are, there's like this feeling that I would like to be that deep into anything, but uh, I've never loved anything enough. I'm sorry, buddy. I think like, you mean just like, like a book. Is that what you mean, or just because because you're borderline autistic on music stuff? The music stuff, sure, but even then, like, there are people that know infinitely more than me. Yeah, but that's true for me on anything I'm obsessed with. I don't know. I, I feel if I came up in, like, serious music trivia against, like, someone who was really good at it. Yeah. Tell me about Fats Domino, Mike. I don't know anything about Fats See, Domino. sunk. It's the only trivia I'm into. All I can, all I really think about whenever anyone mentions Fats Domino is Tom Sharpling saying, uh, talking about Chubby Checker coming along and someone going up to Fats Domino and saying, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> There's another guy whose first name is about how he's fat and his second name is a, <laughs> is is a, a, game. Is a board game, is a table <laughs> game. <laughs> I just I, whenever I think about now whenever I think of music of that era I think about when I said to my coworker who who when asked who's who's your favorite few you know just what kind of music do you like uh within three artists says Johnny Cash that dude's old school he's badass uh about four times old school badass uh dope four times and then I'd ask him what about Fats Domino uh, who uh, okay man I don't how do you feel about Buddy Holly? You're just naming stuff from the, the 50s. 50s. It's, yeah, that's it's it. not even necessarily any good. I don't know if Fats Domino is good or not. I don't care. Uh, as someone, uh, as a white person, uh, meaningful rock music didn't begin until 1967. Um, Which, was that the Beatles? Or is that the Stones? No, basically just... Um, Basically, until we hit... Uh, I don't start caring until we hit the proto-punk stuff. Which is when? Um, I mean, I guess you could uh, say a couple different things. Or maybe, like, the Sonics was in, like, 66, I guess. Um, the first Stooges record was in 69. Really, from there. Okay. I don't care about any music from the 60s, personally. There's some good stuff. I'm sure there's some good stuff, but there's nothing I've ever... Like, I've listened to some Rolling Stones stuff, obviously, because everybody has, but that's yeah. most of the stuff I've listened to from them is probably from the 70s. Well, what, I, what I've begun to get very into, and this is 
really interesting stuff here on the show. Um, the sort of like a, like a, this is our time. First ten minutes is our time. This is our time. If you don't if you don't like the first ten minutes, skip it. Can't handle me and my. If you can't handle me in my first ten minutes, you don't deserve me in my second fifty. My, my last my, sixty. My, my back fifty. Uh, all like the sort of like um, uh, West African and uh, uh, like rock music from the uh, sort of like seventies, um, like uh, like Fela Kuti or like uh, Ebo Taylor. That stuff's so good. I think we put some Ebo Taylor in the we, show last. We week. might have. I think I put an Ebo Taylor. I think I sent you one a week ago. I don't know. Things of that nature uh, are really good that I'm uh, expanding into. Uh, I, I like that very much. Um, but let's, do, let's start the show. That was the front nine. As, to keep up your golf reference, that was the front nine. Let's do the back 51, baby. Uh, yeah, I do think um, whenever it's – despite how, like, um, how annoying I am about the things that I like and, like, <laughs> and what's good – when, if anybody tells me stuff from like the the forties is good, I would never take that opinion seriously. No, I mean like how? Uh, how no, it's just like what am I? <laughs> how much is that doggy in the window was a number one hit? <laughs> yeah, there was a it, indefensible. I I it's, and I probably even quoted this on the show before, and I don't remember whose tweet it is. But sometime around Christmas, said the Rockettes are from a time before entertainment was invented. Yeah, and I uh, I I compl- I. All that stuff is such trash. It's just, it's so boring. Everything was just novelty songs. I mean, maybe there there's some good, um, you know, uh, American folk songs uh, from, from back then, you know? Um, some Pete Seeger stuff, maybe? But, oof. In general, popular, when popular, was, was popular Patsy- music before... Uh, before the advent of of rock and roll was not good at all. Yeah, I I have absolutely no disagreements with that at all. <laughs> You're getting no pushback from me. Somebody comes to me with a song from the '40s. If there's a barbershop quartet, like fuck right off, like get out of here. Yeah, what, Al, you would come at me with like, Al Jolson. <laughs> You're gonna say Al Jolson at some point. I wish I could just like I was thinking about it more often than I could just type up a name that I thought you were gonna say. You probably would have guessed that I would have said Buddy Holly and Fats Domino earlier. To be fair. Um, I, and I'm, I'm sure that, um, the, the woke take on this is I'm erasing a bunch of like, um, you know, uh, Delta blues greats and all that. I think but, that the, I think that the only knowing very little about music, let me, <laughs> I'd love to interrupt you with an ill-informed opinion, Mike. Um, I think that the only thing you might be leaving off would be like the, the real like seminal country stuff. Cause that kind of simplicity to the country music tends to i mean a lot of that sort of songwriting style is still around just twangy guitar and yeah but it's um it's evolved quite a bit it doesn't interest me right no look i'm not no arguments here (laughs) i'm not a professor on this you know i'm not teaching the history of 20th century music i'm just talking about the stuff that i personally like yeah no and i I don't i don't i i have heard a couple patsy klein songs and i'm like that's okay but i'm not going and listening to like her her cultivated this is Patsy Klein Spotify playlist you know I, I don't owe it to people to know every single uh, 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 the 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 complete history of ragtime yeah. and like if it's so good uh, uh, how come well, <laughs> there was a guy Ned 
that uh, that worked for the public works department when I was there. Ned was 78 years old and was almost specifically doing this job to get away from his wife. And I remember we like me and uh, Dan were listening to something, and Ned's just like, "See this music? This won't last." Like whatever we were listening to, and it might have been my band. <laughs> and I would have said fair. Yeah, correct. It didn't. It's we're, we've been done for a while. And then he's just like, you know what's uh, you know what's great? It's like is is swing music. And just like, yeah, where's that been? <laughs> this has been yeah, this is from the seventies, man. Swing music. Yes. Where's it been the last forty years? Don't and if you say, oh fuck, I can't think of that. And you, you come at me with squirrel nut zippers, I'm throwing a glass at your head. Big band and swing. And all that, yeah. Oh, the only big band not, I want not good is with a bunch of just charming fatsos. That's the only big band I'm interested in. The only big band I want to see is the Polyphonic Spree. Uh, Brendan, you want to, you want to, you want to, you want to talk about a big band? You, Brendan, you want to talk about a big band? You want, you want to talk about a big band, Brendan? You want to talk about the Polyphonic, Brendan? A big band. You want to talk? Uh, you've seen this. You've seen these guys. You see? You looking at these guys? Look at that. I'm looking at these guys. Oh, that's a big band. That's a big band. Oh, these are the the big short. They have a band singing a uh, a cover of "Come as You Are." That they're, they're like the guy singing look just like this. Like this might have been that might have been Polyphonic Spree. Could have been in the big short. Force us to get into the show. Okay, we got the Fresno Grizzlies here. The Fresno Grizzlies, they a triple A, a bit of a bit of hot water. Hot water. When they, you know what? I honestly started pretty strong. I'm gonna just play like a little bit of this for you. If we look to the answer. Just so you get the idea. They're playing this Memorial Day thing with overset to a Ronald Reagan speech. Now I want you. I'm gonna fast forward to the three minute mark here, Mike, and I want you to pay close attention here. All right, here we go. 257. ...and prey upon their neighbors. As for the enemies of freedom... Enemies of freedom. Those who are potential... Kim Jong-un. Well, those also, they showed an uh, Antifa guy. ...that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. Fidel Castro. They we went, enemies of freedom, Kim Jong-un, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. Here's the thing. Would you like to hear the apology? Uh, I read the apology... Um, the apology, well, I did like that they're just like, obviously this is embarrassing that this went out in the first place. Like, um, because the, they, because the first part is just like an edit that like we had not approved, uh, ended up going out. And then the follow up tweet was just like, yeah, and we get that, like, there's no reason why this should have happened. <laughs> like, we obviously... Uh, didn't watch it, and I think that's clear. Like that's embarrassing, and we they did uh, own it. We're sorry about that. They did own it. A pre-produced video from outside our office was selected. Unfortunately, what was supposed to be a moving tribute ended with some misleading and offensive, well, with some misleading and offensive editing, which made a statement that was not our intent and certainly not her opinion. That's the middle paragraph of this six-line long apology. Here's the thing: if we get a war with Iran, 
uh, or we're going to have to do some uh, a lot more troop tributes, let me tell you. Yeah, there's going to be a lot. Iran is going to whoop our ass. Yeah, you know, and you know what? And anyone who signs up to fight Iran fucking deserves it. Yeah, man, yeah. I can't even imagine like being actively mad at anything. Like, who gives a fuck about Iran? If you sign up, if you buy into some Iran hates us for our freedom, I can't wait until they ram a fishing boat into the side of your billion-dollar navy vessel and kill all three hundred of you. Yeah, I really, I, I don't even feel bad for saying this about a war let that hasn't fight, been started yet. Let me yet, go fight so, for yeah. President Trump in his war against Iran. You know he just wants to start a war with Iran before 2020 just because that's how he likes to do elections. Smoke and mirrors, everything else is going he on except the, this thing. He was the, uh, he was the isolationist candidate. If you, if you, I know that bringing up what he ran on relative to like yeah. what he actually does is pointless. But um, anyway, all, uh, if you saw those guys in the uh, USS uh, um, Wasp, I believe. I don't know. Uh, in any case, there were a bunch of guys that had like uh, make air crew great again patches with like a likeness of Trump in the middle of them, all standing mm-hmm. there, just loving it. And I said, all these guys are going to be dead in six months when an, when a bass boat crashes into them. That's the thing. Like uh, all of um, they ran those war games where like a bunch of American troops uh, like did what they figured Iran would do, and their Iranian side just absolutely crushed the U.S. immediately. They're just like they just went low tech. They just did everything. They a- they just they com- they communicated by like motorcycle messenger, and they just like loaded fishing boats up with bombs and just rammed us, and that was it. <laughs> I, and they were completely wouldn't completely even be like, unprepared for that. It's just it's such a bad idea, and we're gonna go to war with Iran. They've been aiming for this. They've been trying to get into Iran since we went to Iraq. I don't. I think there's too much uh, opposition. I don't. I think that they, we've only just begun the war rhetoric. I think that this is what the people want. I think the the people being not us, but the uh, bigwigs, the honchos. Um, I don't know. I mean, well, trying to convince me to go to war over Iran doing something to Norway isn't really convincing me, honestly. I will disrespect the troops on every single podcast going forward. Not my brother, though. You don't mean my brother. I'd like it if you started saying, but not your brother. Bro. Um, I would. I would like it if your if your brother tells uh, keeps uh, texting you at three a.m. to tell you that uh, the war's coming and that you need to uh, uh, join the air force to uh, avoid being killed. Well, uh, Mike, the funny thing uh, about that is he got a spotty bit of intelligence, <laughs> so uh, he may have uh, fragged out, as we call it. I don't know. He may have fragged out. Uh, did, did, a beat too early. I don't. I don't know if I don't believe you're using that term correctly. I'm not even trying to use that term uh, correctly. <laughs> uh, fragging is when um, you uh, don't like trust your commanding officer. So um, maybe not specifically, but I guess the preferred way is you uh, uh, throw a grenade into their tent and kill them so that um, somebody else can take over. Hell yeah, that's a good term. That's what they did to Pat Tillman. That's not true. That's not true. <laughs> He died in a friendly fire incident, but it's not because he knew the truth. This has been the hard, hardest show to pivot on so far ever. <laughs> Couldn't get us off music really so hard gone. to get us off Pat Tillman. This is, good. This is, uh, this is <laughs> as a big Roderick on the line fan, like they always talk about like this, it ended up being one. There are several Roderick on the line episodes that just never made it to air, and that we're headed that way with this one. 
Uh, it's a good thing no one listens to this. Yeah, there, there will never be a show that we record and keep and doesn't make to air. Because what am I gonna like? Of course, I'm gonna. Play I don't it. like. I I don't. I just don't want to be canceled. As basically, the only people that really listen to this are in the Golf Kings Discord, who are just constantly complaining about the troops. Yeah, because every sports tribute to the troops just has somebody just go fuck this and <laughs> just pisses another person off. Bill Buckner. Uh, sorry, let's read start that tri- a different way. Read the tribute. Read the touching tribute. Darren Ravel wrote a wonderful tribute to Bill Buckner that uh, Mike wanted me to read for you. Uh, Bill Buckner's death comes with unexpected guilt. The guilt of eight-year-old me, who thanks in part to his error, it's Calvin Schiraldi and Bob Stanley too, got his only major sports championship, Mets, Jets, Nets, Islanders. Rest in peace, Bill. I'm sorry my joy came with your pain. So Darren Ravel has made this all about him. Let me uh, update my list of worst celebrity Mets fans ranked. Um, I only had a top three, but I have a top four now. <laughs> Great. And Darren Ravel does come in at four, because um, I looked at this list and thought about it hard. But Ravel's, as much as he sucks, he's not worse than these three. So uh, top, th- uh, top three. All right, so we got Ravel four. Number three, Bill Maher. Mm-hmm. Number two, Bill O'Reilly. Number one, Chris Christie. Would you rearrange that top four in any way? Just the top two, maybe? Put Christy at two, Bill O'Reilly at one? I don't know. I can't do it. I think uh, I think Chris Christie has to stay at number one. Hey, it's your list, baby. Because um, Bill O'Reilly, well, they, they both sort of had a, a fall. But, um, I mean, O'Reilly got millions and millions of dollars to go home and start a podcast. But, I mean... It has to be killing him that he doesn't have a show. He would like be it's, crushing it's gotta, it. It's right got to be eating away at him that he it, doesn't have a show. It uh, honestly, absolutely does have to be eating away at him. There's no way it's not. He sees he looks, this fucking twerp, he looks Tucker Carlson, terrible. Does he? Like, and uh, but he looks like he's been drinking a lot. And I don't say this just as someone who already hates Bill O'Reilly, like, but Bill O'Reilly, it it looks like he's lost a lot more hair. Like he just he he looks just extremely tired. Good. I I hope he when just I, kills himself. When I was That'd watching, be cool as hell if he just killed when, himself. When uh, he would never. I just want him to die by his own hand, or like his he, daughter or something just kills him. That would be cool if his child murdered him. <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be badass, actually. <laughs> uh, if any of the Bill, if any of Bill O'Reilly's children would like to murder their father, please reach out to us. Uh, did you see that Megan McCain thing where she was like, "Please don't use my father's name for political points"? Yeah, I, uh, I, I also said today that um, John McCain killed himself to get away from his daughter. Yeah, oh God, she's so fucking infuriating. That's me reusing my own joke that I used on that one guy saying that his uh, some anti Bernie Sanders guy. I said that his dog killed itself to get away from him, <laughs> and then that guy threatened to knock my teeth out. <laughs> And you reported and, and said that he reported me, so I reported him back for actually using a violent threat, and he got a uh, he got a one week ban, and then he blamed Nazis, but it was me, bitch. Yeah, you ain't no Nazi. No, and I'm gonna get him to threat. I try to get him to threaten me again, but I'm blocked. I've been trying from my multiple accounts to bait him into calling uh, the hotline and listening to the magic, but now it seems to be broken. Yeah, Hotline seems to no magic right now. I want that guy to come try to knock my teeth out. Oh, uh, very uninformed, but is Ma- is Magic Johnson being accused of some sort of uh, abuse? 
I think like emotionally, I think it was. Okay. I think he so. Was my like tweet still stands. I think in Amy Klobuchar sort of way. Klobuchar. Yeah, Klobuchar. I think it's a ch. ch- um, so chick, my tweet chick, still chick. stands. Uh, I, I think that they were counting as abuse. I think they were just he was reading what he would have tweeted to his employees. Um, there was also something on a PowerPoint that there's like the picture of him in front of that it was called like the Los Angeles Lakers Genius Series, and I don't really know what that is or what that presentation was about, but it definitely said it on a PowerPoint. Uh, Kawhi Leonard was offered a free penthouse from the uh, CEO of the Container Store to stay in Toronto. $50 million penthouse in a city whose real estate uh, is pretty much booming almost every bit as much as New York's. Like an incredible $30 million uh, penthouse. Well, you know, he I, I think he knows that... Uh Kawhi, uh, I mean, he's never going to have a problem affording a place to live, but uh, it's nice to be asked, I'd sal- imagine. His salary with the Spurs was, uh, was a $94 million contract. Uh, the estimated net worth of uh, Kawhi Leonard is $30 million. Yeah, um, it's about to 10x, probably. Or no, well, he's probably going to get 200 He's, he's going to get $200 million. Yeah, even then, though, you got to... Uh, that, that's not to be one of those guys of the deli, but... Um, that that is going to be taxed very heavily. Uh, he's got all that's you know his agent's going to take fifteen percent of that or whatever. Um, sure. So it's uh, say he keeps a hundred of his two hundred. Yeah, he doesn't get to keep all that. So uh, you know, throwing down thirty million on a house is a uh, it's, it's it's a steep price still. Yeah, that penthouse though, I'd be taking. I don't know. I if I were Kawhi. I'd come to the Sixers. I'd come to the Sixers! No, I'd stay in Toronto, probably. They seem to love them. Just stay there. They do seem to love them. um, But as someone who... I don't... It's just, yeah, everywhere will love him. Wherever he goes, they'll love him. I have no problem with the Raptors outside of Drake. I I really don't even have that much of a problem with Drake. It's funny that he's got this curse thing. That makes me laugh. The curse thing is funny. But, like, if the... if. If the Raptors win, he's going to be in the locker room. Like, yeah, and that'll you know that's that that'll probably be kind of cool. I just don't like that this fuck this fucking medium talent. Who do you hate more? Uh, in, in, with their involvement in the, the their teams, Kevin Hart or Drake? Obviously, Kevin Hart is a or Drake is a bit more of a face of the Raptors than Kevin Hart is the um, Sixers. But oh, I I detest Kevin Hart. Um, Drake, I mean, Meek Mill or Drake? Meek or Drake? I have no problem with Meek Mill. Yeah, I like Meek Mill. I like Meek Mill more than Drake, though. Uh, I probably listen to more Drake songs. Well, uh, he's more popular. Drake's songs recently, I've liked quite a lot. Yes, yeah, is what was the last album? Scorpion was okay. Nice for what uh, was it's so great. good. Yeah, it's a fantastic nice for what's song. A good song. But here's the thing about Drake: uh, is that uh, I don't trust him any further than I could throw him. I don't believe a goddamn word Drake says. Yeah, and I think. Uh, uh, oh, I, honestly, you put something in the rundown about Drake. We'll just get to it right now. It says, uh... Oh, yeah, whose uh, who's joke was that? I think that was a, uh... uh Drake is going to go to a local high school and find a date for tonight's celebration. That's right. He's going to just date the girl from... Did you, did you hear that thing with him and the girl from Stranger Things? The little girl? What? They're friends. They talk and hang out all the time. Yeah. And, like, she... He was just like, listen, you're going places. Like, here's my number. Call me whenever. And they, like, text. She's, like, 14. 
Yeah, just like Michael Jackson was friends with those boys. It's fucking weird, man. It's just like one of those things where if you just ask him, he's just like, hey, man, never too early to put in a good foundation. Am I I right? I just think of uh, in, in, in Curb when that when Larry's texting that like nine year old girl. And they're just showing his phone when she's just asking him, do you watch Wizards of Waverly, Waverly Place? He's just like, no, I do not watch Wizards of Waverly Place. I'm an adult. <laughs> and then he gets, and then people yell at him for yelling at this child because he, had to, he got tired of her inane questions. Did you uh, did you see Giannis walk away from this press conference? No. Whenever these things happen, it just it's just fucking it just makes me laugh because he really left his teammate yeah. twisting in the wind. For both of you guys, that I find so fucking funny. Asked a question, just chooses not to answer, and storms out of the room while his teammates is like. Ah. I know that like they have contractual obligations to sit there and answer questions, but I would be such a dick about it. After losing the Eastern Conference Finals, especially after blowing a 2-0 lead and losing 4-2. And I've got to sit there and listen to them ask me questions just like, is it a matter of... Uh, and like, it's it's not necessarily a bad question to like wonder to yourself, you know, or to even write about like in a hypothetical. Like, you could write a decent column about that, but like to have to sit there and like answer questions about like your... T- uh, you, not now... Ask me in a ask me in a month if this will uh, if a reflection it, of experience yeah yeah uh, do not not a half hour after the fact yeah I guess maybe like uh. the answer to any question in the immediate aftermath of a devastating loss is should be how about I fucking kill you hey. genuinely the only thing that anybody should say because it's it's completely unfair to be asked these questions when you're that emotional. That I agree with. That's very hard. That's got to be the hardest part. I mean, like, it's uh, it's one thing in a regular season game, and, like, sometimes, like, uh, you know, Jalen Ramsey can give some good answers, you know, uh, about just regular season losses. Uh, by the way, if you played for the Jaguars last year, you probably got pretty good at giving answers about why your team was losing. Bang! But, uh, yeah, when he was just like, uh, like, was this a, a bad day? And he's just like, God gave me too much to have bad days. He's just like, I, <laughs> just did, ready. I, he's like, I have some days that are harder than others. But, but I think after losing a playoff series, uh, you know, especially, again, being that close to the finals, uh, no, don't ask me anything. By the way, in, in other countries, it is not like this. In, what, no mandated postgame pressers? No, no, there, I, uh, I, I mean, uh, maybe the, like the manager does or something, but like, I mean, there's no locker room access like to a losing team. Whoever loses the Champions League final on Saturday, there will be no cameras in there. There will be n- like no reporters are going to be able to get in and ask, I hope Tottenham, what happened out <laughs> there. When's this game Saturday? Uh, Saturday? Probably three o'clock Saturday, I guess. 3 p.m.? Yeah. Oh, I'll get to watch it. That's right. Cool. I'll, I'll be at work. 
Um, I'll also be at work for the Europa League final because I was misinformed. Who's playing in the Europa League final? Arsenal and Chelsea. Oh, okay. Um, but I thought th- I'd, I'd, Googled, uh, I'd Googled Europa League final about a month ago uh, when it became, uh, when there was a chance that Arsenal might actually make it. And, th- and I saw that uh, the Google listing for it said 7 a.m., and it's like, well, it is in Azerbaijan. Like, you know, if they're going to do it, like, you know, 5 p.m. local time there, maybe it'll be, uh, you know, pretty early here. No. Uh, Google had just picked a number and stuck it there. So um, the Europa League final will be at 3 p.m. tomorrow. You got hoodwinked. Uh, I would have taken off work. Oh, really? I absolutely would have taken off oh, work. That sucks, then. It's Arsenal's first European final in 13 years. They haven't won one for 25 years. And the one that they did win in 1993 no longer exists. What did they win in 1993? What was that called? The Cup Winners' Cup. And Ooh, then if you go back, that's tough. Uh, then if you go back to 1970, they won the Fairs' Cup. So they have two European wins. Neither of those tournaments even exist anymore. They've not seen a European final since losing the Champions League final in 2006 to Barcelona and Paris. I'll wear my 06 kit tomorrow. What color is that one? Uh, so that was uh, which? What color is the yellow one? Or which one? What color is the yellow one? Well, what the, is the yellow one? The 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 yellow the traditional away color is yellow, although blue is o- occasionally oh. worn as the away. Uh, Puma has done some different things as far as uh, um, alternate, you know, third choice colors go. You getting all your jerseys now? No, you, just the one. Your kits, getting all your kits. This is the uh, oh. What, what year is that your, one from? That's your 06. That's your Highbury commemorative. Uh, that's uh, uh, that was Deep a, that red. Was the last year of the old stadium. Call that maroon and gold? Yeah, yeah. Highbury. It's the cherry. Highbury. The cherry. 19, uh, 1913, 2006. They moved to the Emirates Stadium uh, from 2007 on. All right, Mike. I'm going to read you a paragraph from this Christine Brennan opinion piece from the USA Today uh, about Lance Armstrong, who gave an interview this week. Here's the lesson I wish Armstrong would learn. Go away, then stay away. No more interviews, no more public appearances. You're a pariah. You're an embarrassment. You're a drug cheat. You're a farce. You not only deceived millions of sports fans, you duped, the, you duped the people who trusted you, relied on you, even needed you. Cancer victims, cancer survivors, and their families. How do you feel about that? To what extent do you, do you uh, agree or disagree that Lance Armstrong should fuck off? Um, I don't believe that if, look, if you want to say that Lance Armstrong owed all this shit to, uh, cancer patients and their families, um, he only got so popular and got to do his whole live strong thing because of the cheating. So if you felt empowered by that, um, then, uh, uh, wasn't it all worth it? Yeah. So that's kind of what I was wondering. If you like got on a bike and like, you know, rebuilt your strength and and stuff if you like found inspiration in what lance armstrong did i understand feeling cheated by it later on but uh uh is, isn't that still sort of uh you know whether it's real or not you know doesn't feel like it should matter so much if it like changed your life i understand losing a um you know uh, a hero in that way but like I was a big fan of Louis C.K. I haven't demanded an apology from him. He didn't, you know, he didn't hurt me. Which is not to say that his apologies to the women that he did hurt have been in any way sufficient. They have not. 
but uh, like I don't. No. Well, yeah. What? <laughs> yeah. It, it, what it's, sort of? Like I. It's so. So I don't. In you know. It's it's sort of impossible to enjoy his work now, just as I'm sure it's probably pretty hard to uh, you Go know back and watch, watch the any, 1998 Tour yeah, de France. Watch any best of Lance Armstrong clips. Um, I don't. I look. I dated I just, a girl for a little while whose stepdad was super into like the Lance Armstrong biking thing, like four years after his fall from grace and you gotta just kind of go like all right tip of the cap man <laughs> just like still still in on the lance train i um i like cycling uh in a in a lesser sort of way you know uh, uh i really enjoy the tour de france just because it's something that's on every day in the morning so and, and as someone who like used to really really love being unemployed it's just a fun thing to uh keep up with and of course, all like the landscapes are uh, are are beautiful, and like they've had that same guy doing the 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 play by play forever. Who's great? Um, you get all those great helicopter shots. You see those guys who get to ride on the mopeds along with the bikes, like with the cameras. That seems like a, such a cool job, it, albeit somewhat stressful. Um, Tour de France is great. Cycling in general, uh, pretty nice. It's good to have something to do outdoors. All this being said, if you thought that Lance Armstrong was cleanly winning yeah. the dirtiest sport on earth, That's you're on a you, fucking yeah. rube. Um, so Sorry. where do you put Lance in in terms of all-time cheaters? I don't imagine that you have another notes tab open on your, your phone with all your favorite cheaters of I'm all just time. Riffing just like now, right, right off the top of your head. Yeah. Where do you put it? I've him? been actually I've been on a real roll since I came back downstairs and I now regret all my uh <laughs> just sort of uh half cooked opinions about how much I hate the troops. I feel like that was a waste of time now. I feel like now I'm in it. Uh bigger cheater, Barry Bonds or Lance Armstrong. Well, uh Bonds just won seven MVPs, in, in your correct? Gut. In your gut, yeah. Lance won seven consecutive Tour de France's. I think it was seven. Hard to hard to choose. Um, bigger piece of shit between the two. Uh, Lance Armstrong seems like a bigger asshole. I think. Um, I mean, both of them were just were cheating to get ahead in a sport where a bunch of other people were cheating to get ahead. Um, yeah. No, that's that's how I feel about all this stuff. It's just like I kind of just think for that, like. I don't know, 15, 20 year span. You got to just kind of write it all off in every sport. Everybody was it's so just what good. It was. At, yeah, everybody's so good it at cheating. It doesn't make it okay. It's just what it was. You know, it, it's it's you can't you can't just cast all those guys out when you consider that everybody like, you know, people say like not everybody's Derek Jeter wasn't doing it. I'm sure Derek Jeter did something. I, 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 honest to God, if you were playing baseball in 1997, 1996, and Derek Jeter, I think, I don't know if he was or not, like playing, you know, Major League, um, Pull up, you were uh, on steroids. Even, in the late 80s, yeah, most of the even, league. Even guys who weren't power, Nomar Garciaparra, pull up that Sports Illustrated cover yeah. where Nomar's shirtless on it. How come his ligaments kept on snapping like twigs? <laughs> like, that is not, the, the everyone was Everybody doing it. Everybody was doing it. Yeah, so you're just saying, hey, do I want to get 14th place forever or be fucking Lance Armstrong? Now, like, I think the big problem with Lance would be not the Livestrong thing. I think he just got uh, accused of out-and-out fraud. 
What I like is the guys who would put like a little tiny motor in their bike. I think that is a much more egregious and way funnier form of cheating. <laughs> it's such a, we doubt. I didn't know that was a thing. I think some guys have been caught doing that. That's like, so funny. That's to me. That's like uh, like hot. hiding in the uh, the city and just taking a cab across town, or it's like one of those routes that has you going all the way up yeah, and around. And you just take a like, cab, like people who like jump in at mile eleven and yeah. and win a marathon. <laughs> so funny. It's so funny. Whose girlfriend did that? The little motor. Oh, it's John, Johnny Manziel's girlfriend. Oh yeah, cheated at a half marathon. <laughs> she got like it, it was cheating like, for first it, place. It was <laughs> just under two hours, but like um, which, which is uh, which is a a solid you know half marathon time. Mine was two oh nine. Um, but the thing is, um, the bibs have chips in them. So when they crossed like the six mile mark, um, the uh, they were already at like an hour twenty six, and they showed the like the court the map where it just like comes up and then out and then like comes back around tight. So like you could have just like walked a block over from like mile six to mile eleven. Oh no! Like it's sort of like a like a like a hairpin kind of turn, and so and then they just like. They they just skipped like the m- whole middle of the race, open and closed case, and then she posted like a thirty part Instagram story explaining why she didn't cheat. But she cheated. She cheated. Sounds like she cheated. And you know what? Who cares? I mean, it's good to catch. I don't want anybody to get away. I don't think anybody in the steroid era should have gotten away with it. Like everybody seems to be properly exposed now. No, though. The, somebody like, Bud Selig should have done the thing where you point with two fingers and like spread them out. And just go, this is all your fault. <laughs> like one of those. Um, I think that he, I, I think he should have was every bit as much to blame. That's true. I mean, he was, in, he was enjoying it. Oh, you think Bud Selig would have traded that, uh, the, the, no. the, the home run race? No. Uh, for, for, you think he would have traded 1998 for anything? For anything in this world, absolutely he would not have. You know what actually pisses me off the most is the 2001 Mariners. Why I they're hundred? Because I, I can't say wins. Uh, Why Brett, it's just soiled you. Brett Boone is the shape of a roll of paper towels, <laughs> and and I can't stand looking at him. <laughs> just like this guy who is just, you know, a replacement level. His whole career is all, is all of a sudden a forty home run guy. <laughs> he, he is he is three feet thick, and and nobody asked any questions. Oh my god! I'm, I want to see some Brett Boone steroid picks. Mike, I wish you could call in. I wish you could call in right now. I just want to talk. About, I just want to talk about Brett Boone with you. Uh, explain this photo of Antonio Brown's house. Uh, <laughs> some somebody who lives in Pittsburgh complained to Antonio Brown that like no one's cut the grass at his house since he left for the Raiders. <laughs> and you know what? Fuck you. Who cares? Grass. I'm sorry. If this is affecting your property values, good. <laughs> uh i'm sorry it's all nice and you know well and good that you should say that mike but there's a homeowners association okay and if they if he doesn't cut this soon he could we could uh, levy a fine against him with upwards hope, of uh, two or three hundred dollars antonio brown uh cuts the grass and turns this place into a safe injection site <laughs> that's what i want for it's your neighborhood shelter fuck you this is uh, this is a yeah th- this is a shelter now Oh, I got it. Fuck it up, your birthday bitch. What is that? Fuck it up, your birthday bitch. Oh fuck. Fuck it up, your birthday bitch. If you 
you had a bad bitch, and it's your birthday, go ahead and fuck it up in the worst way. What the fuck? And it's your birthday, come on, come on, fuck it up in the worst way, come on. It's one time for the birthday bitch, two times for the birthday bitch, three times for the birthday bitch. Fuck it up, it's your birthday bitch. You're the birthday bitch. It's time for you to do some birthday shit. I want to see that birthday cake. Little baby gonna do that birthday shake. I'm trying to get you to the birthday bed. Can't even get that birthday head. <laughs> oh, Brendan was looking for a video. He's still holding the pose. He's still. <laughs> That's the best Mikey Miles video so far. That's the best Mikey Miles video I've ever seen. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> What the hell? What hat? I'm look. This is Tim. Happy birthday, Joe. Tim's video order request. I hope you enjoyed your day, brother. Big thirty six today. Now here's the thing. Like <laughs> he, I never like. Uh, obviously, Mikey Miles is is a, uh, is a craven little worm, and and who will do anything for money because craven, that's good. God knows he needs it. But I, I've never. I've never seen him look like disappointed in something that he just did. <laughs> and like this, this, is a, this is a guy like he's still shirtless when he's doing this. I don't actually it's hard to know if he's like hard posing at the end or if he's just like that sucked. Like like but he stared into that camera for a long time at the end. Like like it really hit him like what <laughs> just happened. He didn't have to hit end. All right. Listen to the song. As a high school reporter. Before that, I was an intern at three different locations. I lived off the tuna fish and Kool-Aid. I worked in Archdale, North Carolina. I started off as a high school writer. I went to college. I went, I went to covering colleges. And then from there, I was a backup NBA writer before being an NBA beat writer, before being an NBA columnist, before becoming a general sports columnist, one of only 21 African Americans in American history at the time. To be in that position, I climbed from the gutter. I started. <laughs> See, here's the thing: people can, people make fun of Stephen A. a lot. I unironically love Stephen A. Smith. I don't care about any of his opinions. I don't think they're important. That's not what I like about him. <laughs> I like him as a character. He's a good character. As uh, as as someone who likes wrestling, although not quite enough. Um, I haven't watched. All, I haven't watched the AEW pay-per-view yet. I'm working on it. No one's upset with me. I'm upset with myself. And if anyone wants to call me a big bitch because I didn't watch AEW yet, do it. But I have had nothing spoiled for me. Um, All I've seen is a picture of Dean Ambrose standing on a giant pile of poker chips. You're a big bitch. Did you watch it? No, I, I've seen pieces of it, but I was never going to watch it. We both did that. Uh, let's do our last thing for the day. Okay. I want you to explain this Arsenal-Armenia deal. Oh, um, well, if uh, if you don't listen to all the 30 soccer podcasts I listen to. Uh, so, uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan is uh, Armenian. He plays for Arsenal, right? He plays for Arsenal. He is far and away the best Armenian player, maybe ever, probably ever. Uh, he used to play for Borussia Dortmund. Um, he was very good there. He went to Manchester United, where he was not very good. 
Um, but neither was the team, so it might not entirely be his fault. He came to Arsenal in a rarely seen swap deal. Uh, you call that a call that a trade over here? <laughs> um, Those don't happen that often. It's always just buying. There's oh, there's never swaps, huh? Um, and um, both players have been bad, so it's sort of a uh, uh, like in the the rare uh, boxing incident where you see two guys knock each other out. Um, it's sort of like that. Um, but everybody lost on this. It's like someone traded, it's like you, uh, uh, traded cars with somebody and then you crashed into each other immediately upon leaving (laughs) a lot. So, so in in any case that all of that's what the point is not to, uh, uh, to quote, uh, uh, Arctic monkeys. The the Europa League final is in Baku. If you want to go to uh, Azerbaijan, uh, it will cost you roughly uh, 2,500 pounds sterling. Uh, if you want to take the train there, it will take you five days. It's a stadium that fits 60-some thousand people. Uh, Arsenal and Chelsea, two of the most widely supported clubs on earth, have both been given ticket allocations of 6,000. The worst part about this is that Azerbaijan and Armenia have zero diplomatic relations whatsoever, and as such, um, they uh, the Armenians basically aren't welcome in the country. So um, when they? Arsenal played Karabag um, earlier in the Europa League, because this is uh, just a joke tournament, the European NIT. Um, uh, Mkhitaryan did not travel there. I believe he uh, also didn't travel there when uh, when Dortmund played them a few years ago. Um, he said that he would not go unless that uh, the the Azeri government could give him uh, assurances about his safety. Um, the they believe that they have, although the um, Azerbaijan ambassador to the UK said that of course he'll be fine unless he wants to make an issue of this. Yeah, which, see, which I didn't need the qualifier which there. Doesn't sound like he'll be safe. It's like, hey, I wish you didn't say unless. I wish you just said yes, he'll be safe. Yeah, that would have felt a lot better. Yeah, so um, so he is not going. So he has not traveled with Arsenal to uh, to Azerbaijan. He's not going to play. He's not going to play. That sucks. Um, and he's um, uh, 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 not uh, a huge fan of his by by any means. Um, I am of the belief that his massive contract um, is what kept Arsenal from re-signing Aaron Ramsey, who was uh, I'm too old to have a favorite player, um, but I also. Uh, Ran. Uh, <laughs> I also went out to run three miles in Arsenal jersey tonight um, for uh, powerful energy reasons that I can't explain. Um, so, um, uh, Aaron, I love Aaron Ramsey, and now he's gone. He's a Juventus player. Um, I mean, he's in Azerbaijan with the team. He's supporting his friends, but come come July first, he he's officially a, a Juventus player, and. Um, Mkhitaryan's contract is what made that happen. He's not been very good, but that is not the point. It, uh, the fact that he cannot travel to this, that, that he cannot travel to the country that is hosting a European final because of the country that he is born in is insane. And the fact that yeah. UEFA allowed this to happen 
is like uh, th- these fucking oil rich tracksuit president <laughs> countries. <laughs> like the I I hate them so much. Like all of uh, where's I'm sorry. All of these uh, uh, tin pot uh, uh, dictator, insane people that that run these countries, who I'm sure have a, 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 a give a horrible life to their people because of whatever st- uh, stupid family they were born into, just happens. Like all the presidents just come from our family. That's just what it is. Uh, we all wear tracksuits and open carry. It just sucks. That does suck. It's all the way on the other side of the Black Sea. It's like barely in Europe. It's I. You it's know. further east than Moscow. It looks like. Again, if you want to get there by train, it takes five days from London. <laughs> oh my God. And I know that London is not the center of the sporting universe. <sighs> sure, but and but like last year's final was in Stockholm. I think like. Come on. <laughs> ah, this is as good a place as any to end it. Almost so, so, uh, so Azerbaijan, uh, uh, your government, I'm, I have nothing bad to say about the people of Azerbaijan as a whole. I'm sure, uh, uh, I'm sure that they don't want this bullshit. Uh, and those that do uh, have been lied to by their government. Uh, so the government of Azerbaijan, you're on the Dismal Tide shit list. Um... That's the official uh, noise for the shit list. It's a poop sound. Uh, drown and piss. Uh, the Azeri government. Um, I hope the stadium burns down the moment the Arsenal boss pulls away. And um, yeah. And if Arsenal don't win the Europa League final tomorrow, I, I'm I, I'm going to be extraordinarily upset because uh, it does come with a big trophy, but it also gets you into the Champions League. And you got to get in the Champions League. You just you, you simply must. But you said you're going to be upset if they win. If they don't win, is that what you said? I've been drinking. Okay. If they don't win. Uh, check us out on... Well, thanks for tuning in. You know, another week. Paying the bills. Or the opposite. I want to clarify uh, a little bit of all my uh, disdain for the troops. Um, oh, well, this is certainly not going to make the final cut of the show. So I don't no, I want to. <laughs> if uh, I, I get in the post nine eleven world, if you were tricked into uh, the the whole they hate us for our freedom thing, or if you got tricked into the uh, see the world and uh, pay for college, uh, part of it. But like, if you're one of these like pro Trump guys in the military at this point, no, yeah, I'm not into that. Eat shit. We uh we get we uh, our our veterans uh, our veterans deserve better, and uh, if you sign up for the military, you should at the bare minimum get your college paid for and never have to worry about health insurance for the rest of your life. What well, we should, but do. you shouldn't be signing up in the military to go kill brown people. And if you're some pro-Trump Navy guy, um, I genuinely do hope an Iranian uh, fishing boat sinks you. We had. Uh, well, we'll we'll have Trump lie to get us into Iran, which will rule. And then we'll, the previous Republican president before that was Bush, who lied to get us into Iraq. And before that, we had I the other Bush. Ice cubes into the microphone we had the other Bush. We had the other Bush, who started the whole 
Um, didn't he did another Iraq thing? He did a Middle East thing. Then we had the the previous another Republican. Iraq thing. <laughs> then it was Reagan before him who started the war on drugs. They they really just like starting shitty wars. All right, tune in next week. He's at Mega Clang on Twitter. That's exactly right. Look out for uh, I'm buying a gun four on Friday. I'm at Patent Branding, or you can just look up the Wheel of Time. We'll probably be at the top of that search. Number one Wheel of Time tweeter. Um, check out Wade on SoundCloud mm-hmm. at Wade Jams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is there anything else? Only the goodbye. Um, Arsenal are going to come back with that damn trophy from uh, Baku and um, burn the place down on the way out. Those hombres would have taken the stash. I suppose so. Though they was leaving in a hurry. Oh, it's all the goddamn money it dumped. Money and the drugs. It's just goddamn beyond everything. What's it mean? What's it leading to? You know, if you'd have told me 20 years ago, I'd see children walking the streets of our Texas towns with green hair, bones in their noses. I just flat out wouldn't have believed you. Signs and wonders. But I think once you quit hearing sir and ma'am, rest is soon to follow. Oh, it's the tide. It's the dismal tide. It is not the one thing. Not the one thing.